When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, second hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. And as we are talking to you, the House of Representatives vote for Speaker of the House is underway uh, in real time here, because as you know, we are live. Um, Jim Jordan is at 38 votes. McCarthy is at two votes. And Jeffries is at 37 votes. So we will, this hour, um, have an update for you on whether we have a new House speaker. Um, I, I do believe that when all said and done, it is going to be Jim Jordan, but it may take a few votes to get there. I think last I checked, there were something, there were, it was a single digit for sure, uh, holdouts on Jim Jordan. And it was just a, a very small number, um, at that, but that's been changing hour by hour. So as we have updates for you, oh, Jordan just got to 41, you know, as we have updates, we will tell you, uh, whether or not this is a settled issue and we can talk more about the implications. I want to bring us back for a second though, if I could, to, uh, to Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, and what she has been saying here about the situation in Gaza and the Israeli response to the mass casualty uh, really mass murder terror attack by Hamas um, that happened last week. And I think that this was a look. AOC is not somebody that I would go to for advice on, well, anything, but certainly on national security, military affairs, uh, intelligence matters, intelligence in the broadest sense, we could say here with AOC, but specifically like CIA, Mossad intelligence stuff, too. And here she is trying to explain to CNN, and it was interesting, Clay, because CNN's Abby Abby Phillip was wasn't just going along with this one. Uh, you know, at CNN they do 
um, they, they, you know, they're a mainstream, if you will, Democrat network. And so they don't put a lot of, uh, big Hamas fans on the air over at CNN. And so there was a little bit of a pushback here. Let's, let's start with this one. Here's AOC trying to explain why now, after the mass casualty terror attack, with Hamas having suffered very little, uh, reprisal or response, AOC wants a ceasefire. Play 26. I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. Hamas has been sending thousands of rockets into Israel as well. And what is important is for us to identify our goal in terms of what safety means, in terms of what defense means. But and I think, I may, it, Congresswoman, I think the position from Israel's perspective is that there was already an attack. Mm-hmm. And Hamas already committed an attack. Mm-hmm. After that happened, do you really believe that they should not respond to that? I think what is important in terms of response is Israel does have a right to to self-defense. I think what we need to take a look at in this situation is if collective punishment qualifies as defense. Clay, it strikes me it's it's just it's it's babble. It's nonsense. It's it's gibberish meant to avoid offending the far left constituents who are the biggest supporters of AOC and many of whom are supporters at some level of Hamas. Can we go back to the open there? I don't know if you, I don't know if my mic was on, if you heard me laughing. Did you hear her, Buck, explain what a ceasefire is? Yes. <laughs> as if, as if people are like, I mean, are there people who think that the ceasefire actually means you fight? Can we play that just that first sentence again? I mean, this woman is an imbecile, but just, just listen to this as she explains what's important to know what a ceasefire actually means. Listen. I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. Hamas has been sending thousands of rockets into Israel as well, and what is important is for us to identify our goal in terms of what safety okay. means. Okay, so, so it's not one-sided. A ceasefire that was one-sided would really not be a ceasefire at all, right? right. So, but, I, Well, what she's trying to say here is... There'd be some benefit to Israel as well because the rockets would stop, but Israel has the Iron Dome and is, is, is well prepared to deal with those rockets. The Israelis also want to deal with the Viper's Nest that is Hamas leadership and they cannot allow this to go. I mean, what, what nation state, what country in the history of the world would suffer an attack like this and then be like, hey, we're not going to do anything. Let's just talk. None. It's it's crazy. I mean, the, 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 but this is a constant theme. What the left does is they create a world where there are no standards to which you can hold Hamas. There are no standards. You know, there, there's no blame that can be cast on the Palestinians because, in fact, everything that the Palestinians and or Hamas does wrong is the fault of the Israelis. And then they also simultaneously will say that Israel must be held to standards that no other country is held to, that no other nation state is held to for, uh, you know, perfection in its military response when it comes to lack of civilian casualties or, you know, willingness to take threats to its core national security that no other country would accept. Well, Buck, we played that Mahdi Mahdi Hassan uh, clip where he blamed conservative talk radio for the guy murdering someone. AOC is trying to argue the exact opposite, right? And this is what the left is trying to argue. They regularly argue that individual actors 
whether it's Kyle Rittenhouse, whether it's uh, anybody who uh, committed a violation on January 6th of the law, that they are all directly representative for the larger group of which they are a small part, right? That there is a collective guilt that everybody is responsible for January 6th. If you're a Trump supporter, you're responsible for January 6th. If you're a conservative talk radio host uh, or a conservative talk radio listener, you're responsible for this murder that just happened. Meanwhile, anyone that Hamas is collectively not responsible for anything, right? That's the first argument is they're just responding to Israel's provocations, to Israel's existence, to Israel's uh, mass casualty events that they've caused. But then they simultaneously will say, oh, well, Hamas, that you can't connect them to Gaza because not every member of Hamas is also supported by every resident of Gaza. And so you come back to and you want collective guilt on what is comparatively a small incident like, hey, this one conservative talk radio listener maybe committed a murder and therefore this is caused by listening to conservative talk radio. But there is no responsibility for anyone in Palestine for what Hamas did at all. So it, it's it's a refusal. Ultimately, what the left fails at, Buck, is individual responsibility. They can't ever accept that you are the captain of your own ship, that you are, to steal from Seinfeld, the master of your domain, that you are responsible for the individual life choices that you make. All of it is collective if you fail, and if your enemies fail, it's collective, but there's never any individual responsibility. That's really what it kind of boils down to. She she continues oh, is with, worse? with her analysis here, which I think people should hear. Play it. For Israel to deal with Hamas, which uh, is a force that is actually detrimental to Palestinians, absolutely. how else are they supposed to address a violent militant, mm-hmm. some, say, terrorist group, other than to go in there right. and take them on directly? Well, you know, when we talk about going in there, I think we should also keep in mind President Biden's statements uh, as well about what, a poten- what the implications of a potential ground invasion would be. This is an inherently complex situation. I do believe that Hamas needs to be dealt with. But how, I think, is what I'm And I think what we're trying to figure out right now is that this present situation of collective punishment and and indiscriminate attack is is one approach, but we are seeing the the issues and the complications with that approach now. I mean, this notion of of collective punishment, um, you know, there's, first of all, there are all these different groups in this country that there's the uh divest the divest Israel movement and there's you know the UN passes all these condemnations uh you know UN resolutions that condemn Israel you know they they ignore like you know North Korea and they ignore you know what's going on in the Sudan and places like and China that. but you know China yeah but they're always condemning Israel as you know um b- beyond that though when she first of all she's just saying things like this is complicated we know it's complicated no one's saying that there aren't complexities involved here uh it's a very serious and very tragic situation um and that's apparent to to all but i i also i think that the cnn anchor uh, abby abby phillips ma- makes the very good and essential point which is these are terrorists who want to murder israelis they just showed us this what what do you want to have happen here? It, it it reminds me a little bit of the movement on the left when there's somebody who's like running around wants to stab everybody, and they're like send a social worker. It's like sometimes a social worker is not going to get it done. In fact, sometimes it's immoral to respond to force 
with something other than force because you have people that you are obligated to protect. The Israeli nation has an obligation to Israelis and to Jews and to everybody who lives in the state of Israel to deal with this threat, right? I mean, you know, if someone, during a home invasion, someone breaks into your home, you've got a gun, they've got a gun, that's not the time to say, hey, I think it's, I think it's time for us to have a ceasefire. They're in your home. They're a threat to you. Well, even crazier, once they shoot you, you don't get to argue that then we should have a ceasefire, right? Like, that is, that is effectively what's going on. Is we got an update. We got yeah, ballot, the breaking news get. right now is that Jim Jordan, I thought this was going to happen, fails to win the House Speaker seat. It's Jordan ninety two, Scalise three, McCarthy three, Jeffries eighty seven, and then others at three. So he so, could only lose, I think, five. Right? Is that the math right yes. now? I think partly I, I it's think a little bit of a mess because some people can decide not to vote and other people can decide not to show up. So he's got, he's got to get. He can only lose five votes before all is said and done. So uh three for Scalise and three for McCarthy and three others, and then it's all Jeffries on the uh on the for the rest of the of the Democrat votes here. Um so we're gonna go through the we're gonna go through this process again. <laughs> you know, we're gonna go through there's gonna be some negotiations, there's gonna be uh I was gonna say smoke filled rooms, but it's actually kinda hard to find a smoke filled room these days. Only a couple of places in D.C. I think Morton's Steakhouse still allows you to smoke. Oh, that's actually a really great point. Yeah. Uh, because when I was in college there, indoor smoking was still kind of – it was right when it was getting phased out. Wasn't New York City the first place to do away with yes. uh, indoor smoking? One of the – That is one – let me, let me just say One of say the this. authoritarian Bloomberg moves that I got to tell you, I supported. I abandoned the, my is, principles to support that. That is a golden change. I, I, I get it, like all the nanny state stuff, but anybody who has ever been, a women in particular, if you ever went in a crowded, smoke-filled bar, I, it wasn't as big of a deal for men. You ever talk to women about their hair and how nasty their hair, because the hair just yeah. soaks up all the smoke and everything else, your clothes. Like, th- that is one that that Bloomberg mm-hmm. one billion percent got right, and I, everybody else copied it. Mayor Bloomberg, he's a lib, but he's a, he was a great mayor of New York City. You know, maybe if you were if you were part of the big soda community, you didn't like him. But there were a lot of uh, a lot of things that he did as mayor. Let the police department do its thing. Kept the city safe. Uh, you know, Remember, it's just the truth. To be fair, initially, didn't they say that they were going to make a lot less money in bars on alcohol? Yes, there was a that, huge. Oh, my gosh. The restaurant industry is going to shut down. Not true at all. Yeah. Not, not like even a little did. bit true. Seems like they came through. And by the way. The idea that, for those of us who are old enough to remember it, that you could have a smoking section and a non-smoking section in a restaurant. And sometimes it's basically like COVID, right? Yeah. Sometimes you'd be separated by like, you know, three feet from the smoking versus the non-smoking. Yeah, that was crazy. Clay, they they used to allow smoking on airplanes. I can. I I, I was not alive for that era. Yeah. Can you imagine how awful that was? That's one of the things that stands out to me when I would watch Mad Men, for instance. Is they're flying, you know, from New York to L.A. or whatever, and yeah, they just oh, yeah. pull out cigarettes and start smoking. I, I, I will say this is the one I I like to think that I approach my politics with with very consistent principles. When it comes to the issue of smoking, I'm like, ban it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't I don't care if it's in the Constitution, the state Constitution. I I, I don't care. I don't I don't. Well, when I say ban it, people should be allowed to do it, but I just mean I don't want it in restaurants. Yeah, and bars or airplanes. Uh, the Total Towers Foundation's Let Us Do Good Village in Florida is a community that will have about 100 homes for the foundation's program participants when construction's finished. 
Some families have already moved in, including a Gold Star family, the family of a severely injured hero who moved into the community's first smart home. The Let Us Do Good Village special place where together families can heal. It's a community where the children of our nation's fallen or severely injured heroes can grow up and experience life together. It's all thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and your generosity. Help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Let Us Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. With every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our heroes have made for our country and our communities. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth. Uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons, One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks. 
with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. The money to corrupt Palestinian organizations and stood with Israel like no president in history, recognizing the eternal capital opening up the American embassy in Jerusalem and recognizing Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. That was a big deal. And with the historic Abraham Accords, we had peace in the Middle East. Can you believe that? We had peace until this character came along. He doesn't know what he was doing. His name was Crooked Joe Biden. And under Biden, it's danger, death, and destruction all over the world. That's what it's been. It's been a disaster. Trump last night there talking about, well, pointing out, really, a truth, which is that the world... Uh, uh, when it came to Trump as commander-in-chief and as president, had less war. I mean, he came in, crushed ISIS very quickly, uh, and then there was no Russian invasion of Ukraine. Where There certainly was no uh, terrorist attack on Israel of the scale that we just saw conducted by Hamas. And Trump was initially, Clay, uh, somebody who on a foreign policy level, that was one of the places the left went after him the most. I remember, you know, uh, Paul Krugman. Did we talk about the Krugman thing? I don't think we mentioned, uh, a few days ago he tweeted, he's, this is the Nobel laureate New York Times columnist, and he shared some graphic and said, we have defeated inflation and it wasn't very hard. And the graphic he shared was inflation dropping if you take out food, fuel, Rent and like used cars, I think, or something yes. like that. So if you, if you don't need energy or food, uh, or gasoline, uh, heating oil, et cetera, you're, you're doing, you're doing great. You're doing great. That was kind of the, I think he has since walked. He out. apologized. Yeah. But what an idiot. I mean, he's supposed to be a Nobel Prize in winning. economics. Yes. Right. It's like, not so like he's a Nobel Prize guy be... for peace and he happens to not know how to like add and subtract. That's uh, right. So anyway, that, that was. Uh, that was a, a, a moment for him. Um, but Trump, they said the, uh, you know, when he won the election, I remember the people were sharing, oh, the economy's dropping because we know the economy was very robust. On international affairs, he didn't have foreign policy experience, but did a, just look at the reality of the four years when he was president and what our enemies were doing and what they weren't doing. So I think that's important. He also, was out in, uh, he also was talking about how today, well, we'll, we'll fast forward to today, Clay, um, that it's ridiculous that while he should be out com- campaigning, he has to, as he did today, appear in this civil trial in New York, play 20. I should be in Iowa now, I should be in New Hampshire now, I should be in South Carolina now, or someplace else campaigning. The good news is we're about 60 points up on everybody, and we're leading Biden by 11. And that's why they're doing this, because this is all coming out of Washington. Uh, The judge is going to make a decision. Now, the judge, I've got to respect the judge and like the judge. I like him, but it's not fair, because 
I don't know how he can make a fair decision of this. He's got all the Democrats pushing him left and right, pushing him around like a pinball. And it's a very unfair situation that they put me in. I want a jury. I'm entitled to a jury. But this is a case that should have never been brought. So, so does he not have it? So he still doesn't have a jury in this New York City civil trial? And what is the situation as it plays out here? I think it's a bench trial. Right. And, and I don't know the procedural aspects by which a bench versus jury trial in a civil context like this is undertaken in New York City. Uh, I, I have no idea. So I, I don't know the procedures. I'm sure there are people out there listening who could analyze that from a legal perspective because they deal with with things like this from a procedural basis on a regular uh, regular occurrence. But the the real rubber meets the road situation here, Buck, is, and we kind of let people know that this was coming. What is Chutkin going to do when she inevitably says... So that's the D.C. That trial, violated, so everyone different yeah, yeah. than the civil in New York. Yeah, Correct. So civil in New York, like whatever. Like that that is... I understand Trump cares about it, and from a business perspective, it's illegitimate, it's worthless. The only reason it's happening is because he decided to run as a Republican for elective office from New York. Okay, that that's that story, but I don't think it's going to impact in any way the uh, the election itself in terms of what happens in that courtroom. Okay, so the gag order that has come down, the two to three page, I was reading Julie Kelly has kind of dissected it, uh, from Judge Chutkin, and that's in the, and I get it's confusing, this is in the D.C. court, which is right now scheduled to go to trial on March 4th and is related to charges brought by Jack Smith associated with January 6th. So the question that I have now, having read that order, Buck, basically it's all at Judge uh, Chutkin's discretion. Trump is going to violate the gag order. <laughs> I, I agree with you on this one. 100% Trump is going to violate the gag order the way that she has written. What is she going to punish him by doing? One opportunity is fines. That is whatever. I think Trump will pay the fines. Like, you know, you're basically being and, 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 and being taxed on that. What is more troubling is the potential buck that she could order a house arrest or even order an arrest. Because not only is he going to violate the gag order, buck, I think he's going to violate the gag order. 45 times. So Trump last night, Clay, addressed this. Yes. And just, you know, because sometimes we bring this up and people say, don't even talk about such a thing. Okay. Trump is saying himself, I will go to jail to save the country. Play. The judge uh, gave a gag order today. Did you hear that on speech? Which I believe is totally. judge gave a gag order. The judge doesn't like me too much. Her whole life is not liking me. But uh, she gave a gag order. You know what a gag order is? You can't speak badly about your opponent. But this is weaponry all being done because Joe Biden is losing the election and losing very, very badly to all of us in the polls. He's losing badly. But what they don't understand is that I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. Can I just take a step back here? The former president of the United States and leading Republican presidential contender is saying, I'm willing to go to jail yeah. at campaign rallies. <laughs> that is where we are right now. Well, and again, we had Julie on yesterday, but I think it's so important to kind of put in people's minds where we are because 
the, the analogy that I've used, Buck, and, and I think it's a good one for a lot of you out there. Sometimes people get engaged and you're like, you know, this means that you end up getting married, right? And it's not a couple that you think should be getting married. And so you're like, yeah, we're going to have a wedding next year. And a lot, I think a lot of times guys make this decision because they feel pressure. They've been dating they, they a long time. They think it buys them time. It they think it not. buys them time. It does not buy them time. What it does is give you a definitive date by which your time ends. And a lot of guys are like, okay, well, we'll get married next year. You know, you hear a guy be like, well, we didn't want to rush it. So we're going to be married engaged for 18 months. I'm always suspicious when people are engaged for like, you know, 20 months. Like, really? You couldn't find any time to get married? Anyway, and if you're a woman and you're listening right now and you're engaged to a guy and he's like, well, we don't need to rush this. We can do this in 22 months. Like, oh, why? Well, you know, just be skeptical, I would say in general. But once you get engaged, eventually it means that you either get married or you have to call off the engagement. I don't think I, 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 Democrats have so accelerated their war against Trump that I think they liked the sugar rush of we're charging him with a crime. Yeah, now look at this. And in some way, they thought the charges would make them feel better than they have. And as we're getting closer to this trial, it's starting to raise questions which are very strange but need to be discussed, such as. Are you really going to try to put the president of the United States, former president, current leading political contender to be president again, in prison for profoundly political related charges? And I think where Trump can call the bluff on Chutkin, the judge in D.C. buck, is I don't think she's going to do anything other than charge him money. Because the best thing that could happen to Trump would be before he even gets tried if Democrats put him in prison. Because then, if I were advising him strategically, I would say violate this gag order like crazy. Call her bluff. If she's going to try to put you in prison for calling out what you believe is an illegitimate trial against you, then I think that's going to play very poorly. Because you can't, you can't then, Buck, point to even, hey, a jury convicted you. Then it's one judge decided she doesn't like what you're saying. And I think that plays very well for Trump. Because it definitely looks like the power of the Democrat Party arrayed against him even more so. Because what 12 random jurors, at least they can point to and be like, he did, a jury of his peers, even though it's a D.C. jury, it's not really a jury of his peers. This but is putting like, him in uh, cuffs over opinions, that's a win for him. This is like the My Cousin Vinny thing, remember? When he starts, he gets I was actually contempt. watching that yesterday. Bob. I was watching it a couple of days ago, too. It was it on television great, for some reason. Yeah, it was a great movie. And, and I remember that, that, you know, that Southern judge and, uh, oh God, I can't remember his name, but you know, the, the attorney he's playing from New York, they don't get along in the beginning. And there are some contempt citations. Yes. Uh, that, that come out of all of that. Trump is, there's no way that Trump is going to abide by this. And so I think he, he is going to be in a position where he's going to be paying some fines. Um, I do think Clay, even at this point, I have, the Democrats want to put Trump in a cell for some period of time. Are they actually going to do it? Are they really going to try to do that? I, I don't. And is it even legal to do it? Again, it sounds like a, a a crazy sitcom pitch. The president goes to prison. I mean, they're not going to let him get shivved somewhere. He's well, they, have they to have him, I think they would protection. have to close down a wing of a prison, basically, and keep him in what would be like administrative segregation where, um, you know, the Secret Service would basically be his jailers. I mean, they'd be there with him to protect him, but he'd be in some kind of confinement. 
Tell me that's not a sitcom. I mean, it's insane. Yes. And, and, and I know as I'm saying this that this is insane, but guys, he's facing multiple felony indictments. I, I don't know. I, I just, this is where I don't think Democrats have really thought it through. Or maybe they have and they're just so insane they don't care. That's the other, that's the but other. But you part don't even know how it's going to play out. That's the part. I, I get the charges, but anyway, this yeah. is, we're 2020, you thought 2024 is going to be the craziest year of any of our lives. I think that's very likely. We all need energy for 2024 and beyond. So that's for sure. A good night's rest is helpful, but sometimes it's not enough. Our friends at Chalk have made quite a study on the natural ingredients that provide our bodies with the nutrients that give us stamina, drive, and energy. They've developed two sets of supplements, their male and female vitality stacks. The male vitality stack includes a leading ingredient proven in studies to restore diminished amounts of testosterone by 20% in three months' time. That's key because testosterone is the fuel that keeps us guys moving and grooving. Chalk's female vitality stack is formulated to provide a healthier hormone balance in women. You'll find them both online at chalk.com. That's spelled with a Q as in C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Buck. Save 35% off your Chalk subscription for life. Of course, you can cancel at any time, but once you experience how you'll feel taking Chalk supplements, we doubt you will. Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Use the name Buck for 35% off your purchase. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Use your C&D 24-7 subscription to get access to the guys. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Final hour Tuesday edition. We appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. If you have not already, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, you can look us up. But also, Tudor Dixon, Buck did a fabulous event with her uh, as part of the crew on Friday in South Bend. And now Carol Markowitz, you have heard both those women as regular guests on this program. They are a part of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast network. So you can experience their takes on a variety of different stories as well. Uh, the second vote likely to begin in the near future for the House speakership. As we have mentioned, it was ongoing, and uh, Jim Jordan lost uh, 20 Republican votes. He could only lose basically five Republican votes, so he has to figure out a way to get 15 more votes. It took a long time for Kevin McCarthy to get there when he became speaker back in January, I guess. Right, Buck? Everything kind of runs together. Uh, but uh, we will see. We'll keep you updated if a second vote begins. And both Buck and myself continue to believe that the most likely speaker of the House is Jim Jordan. We've been saying that for a couple of weeks now um, since Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise both began their uh, candidacies. Steve Scalise dropped out. Jim Jordan still ongoing. We will see whether he can get the votes that he needs. We haven't really talked about this much, Buck, but... Uh, by the way, there are now reports that maybe Hamas had a misfired rocket that hit the hospital. There's going to be a fog of war associated with all of this. So I think it's just important to expect that it's going to be very difficult to know because, uh, one, information lags. Two, there are major, major incentive structures on both sides when it comes to claiming responsibility for anything that aids in the culpability of the other side. So I think you have to keep that in mind as well, and that probably will continue to grow. What we do know, Buck, is there are now, I think, almost 200 hostages that have been acknowledged to be held 
I can't imagine what hell their lives have been. They have now been in the custody of Hamas for, what, I mean, we're coming up on almost two weeks, right? I mean, two weeks since the initial uh, attack would have happened uh, on that Saturday. And so this is becoming increasingly difficult to justify. I don't even hear much demand for the return of the hostages. I've heard more of a demand for a ceasefire on both sides than I have for the immediate return of all the innocent hostages, some of whom I believe are American. But Joe Biden is now going to the Middle East. And the reports are that he's going to be there on Wednesday. Buck Biden has not been a total disaster on Israel so far. They've written the right things into his teleprompter. He has said that Hamas is the, is the evildoer here and that Israel has a right to defend itself. Uh, there also are continuing demands now for uh, the, uh, the the residents of Gaza to be allowed to uh, to leave Gaza. Egypt won't take them. Jordan won't take them. Some left-wing politicians in the United States are saying we should take them. But big question for you. Biden to the Middle East. Good, bad, or indifferent when it comes to making things better? I think there's very little that Joe Biden is going to do or say that will have an effect here. Uh, I think most of the major decision-making uh, up to this point has already been done by Blinken and, and his advisors. It should be noted that Joe Biden is famously, uh, wrong on foreign policy matters. It really, his brand is to be a senator who was involved in foreign relations and had very bad judgment on all matters of foreign relations for, for decades. That was his pre VP for Obama resume. That was, uh, that was really his brand inside of DC. So I don't think anybody's expecting Biden to be able to uh, to play some critical deal making or or whatever it may be a diplomatic role in, in all this uh, process. He's going as a show of solidarity with Israel, uh, which is the right the right thing to do under the circumstances. Um, so you know we we're not just going to criticize him because he's Joe Biden. And some of the things he's done here have been, I think, correct. Uh, it is my belief that this conflict is likely to stay there will be some stuff with Hezbollah firing off some rockets but some of it is just to show resistance you know against the what they call the Zionist entity which is Israel um I don't think though that you'll see a major expansion of the war uh into Lebanon because of Hezbollah or perhaps even uh Iranian proxies in Syria so it's likely to be focused in on Gaza and what's going to happen now is uh, there'll be a lot of international outcry. We're still trying to figure out about this report of a hospital, you know, a hospital hit by an airstrike. It could, there's a number of possibilities here. Uh, you, it would be foolish for anyone to think that an, a, an entity that could do what Hamas just did to Israeli men, women and children, civilians, uh, in a terrorist attack could be trusted in any way. So every bit of, of propaganda that comes out of Hamas has to be taken as this is coming from a, an enemy of civilization. I think that's one of the better ways to describe what Hamas is. It is an enemy of civilization. And it, it is now in a position where it's trying to, uh, it, trying to extract maximum casualties against Israeli defense forces once that ground invasion begins, uh, and also to create maximum civilian casualties because uh, they have shown anybody who is not completely brainwashed that they, they, they have ceded whatever moral ground, you know, Hamas thought it had before as the resistance. 
for anyone who's paying attention and being honest and, and has any sense of decency, uh, Hamas is the bad guy in this process, uh, right now. Hamas is the, uh, is the antagonist and the, um, the wrongdoer. And so I think the Israeli response here is going to be as measured as it can be under the circumstances, which is the biggest terrorist attack since 9-11. So my thought here going forward, Buck, is we haven't seen the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, really go into Gaza in an aggressive way. Not um, yet. Yet. They have uh, in the past, and, but... and And partly, I'm wondering how much do you buy into this idea? And I'll lay out my thesis here. I think as every day goes by, first of all, it gets more difficult to go into Gaza um, because they're more prepared, they're more booby traps, all those things, I would think in general. But I also wonder to what extent Israel is trying to calibrate their response because I, the more and more I think about um, Hamas's actions here, it doesn't make sense to me Unless they, because they know what the response to Hezbollah has been when they have, for instance, kidnapped a couple of Israeli soldiers before, Israel rained down holy hell on them. And certainly they know the history of Israel, Israel's vociferous response when their safety is challenged and or the very existence of their country is challenged. Given how awful and depraved the actions were by Hamas. It seems to me, Buck, as if they want Israel to respond in kind and are gambling that that could create an entire Middle Eastern war. In other words, and I understand people got mad at Trump because he's like, oh, they're very smart. No, Again, that's the way Trump thinks, but I think you have to think if you're in business or you're involved in a competitive endeavor – you have to think about what your opponent is trying to do. You can't just think about how you respond. It's a game of chess, right? They're trying to provoke something. You're trying to provoke something. What is Hamas trying to get? You know, murdering 1,300 Jewish people and taking 200 hostages is an incredible provocation, but it doesn't threaten the existence of the Israeli state. What do they want? What is their ideal response from Israel, and what does it lead to? You often see uh, with nihilistic uh, jihadist terrorism that the the short-term reality is crowded out by the long-term fantasy, right? Yeah. Uh, whether it's of a caliphate it's a good phrase. or it's, you know, yeah. So that's, that's I think, what's present here. With, there is no uh, no great strategy. This is rage. This is Hamas is a is a state if you will or a a form of a state that is devoted to the destruction of Israel and and the the elimination of So you don't think of, they're of trying Jews. to provoke a response why no, no, now they, they what? are but but there's they're trying to provoke a response from Israel uh, as they always do and they would like to see I think a broadening of of the war but they also then are, are bringing in, like if Hezbollah decides that they're going to try something that would be a major escalation out of Lebanon into northern Israel, uh, there will be a massive Israeli response to that. Um, and if Iran gets involved, the likelihood of the U.S. Uh, of U.S. getting involved with airstrikes is substantial. 
And, you know, there are some losses that they may not want to sustain, right? So there's a lot of balancing of different interests that's, that's going on here. Um, I think the, the biggest challenge, I mean, Israel will be able to take the land that, I mean, take the, you know, territory that it wants, not take it as in make it part of Israel, but will be able to secure the parts of Gaza that it wants to. It will take, uh, definitely days, maybe weeks, and the fighting, the last time they went in, I think they lost something like, uh, 60 soldiers. They'll probably lose more this time around. I think Hamas is more prepared this time, has learned from previous incursions that the Israelis have done. Um, but the, the challenge becomes, Clay, Hamas has changed. the. It, it used to be Hamas would do something bad, and the Israelis would respond and basically say, stop that. Yeah. Like, knock that crap off. We're going to blow up your missile sites. We're going to take out some of your leadership. Knock that crap off. And, you know, maybe at some point they were holding out that there'd be some more constructive conversation and negotiation. That's gone. Like, there, there's no future that anyone can see where Hamas, uh, a Hamas-run statelet beside the state of Israel is going to be uh, acceptable. This is this is not which something they that would have be rejected. To be fair, for everybody out there who's like, oh, they don't have basic rights. I mean, they have rejected for decades their own Palestinian. Of state. course, yeah, because the only state that is acceptable is a state that Israel occupies. That's yes. the way Hamas. That's why it's from the river to the sea, and that's their whole mentality, and that's the reason. The uh, entity, you know, exists. That is its reason for being. Um, what I think is is going to be a challenge here is if Israel um, does eliminate uh, or you know capture or kill a lot of Hamas leadership, and Hamas is no longer a valid governing entity in Gaza, what comes after Hamas? Yeah, who fills the void? You know, what what comes next? This has always been the challenge in Middle Eastern despot rule, right? Like, when we replace Saddam Hussein in Iraq, the the fear is that you end up with somebody worse than uh, well, Saddam Hussein. And what we ended up with was basically a civil war, so between yeah. Sunni and Shia. So, you know, there's that's the part of this that, that for me, seems the, the least determined and and the likely scenario is that they'll take out some form of Ham- you know some degree of Hamas leadership they've I think there's already one senior Hamas official who's been killed in a missile strike but they're going to try to degrade Hamas leadership and at some point they're going to say all right you know we've we've uh achieved our military mission here in Gaza they'll pull out and Hamas is still going to be in charge of Gaza and, and this yeah. is the cycle we've already been through this. This is the cycle that repeats. Hamas does something, Israel goes in, degrades their capability, punishes some of the leadership, and then it continues. And 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 the thing is, the situation always gets worse for Palestinian civilians who live yeah. in Gaza. That's that is the one certainty in all of this. Which is why, in a democratic process, you would think that at some point you would make a rational decision and get someone who would actually make things better for people. But when you are convinced that you're basically in a religious war and that you have to evict your enemy and you think, Buck, and this is what's so scary, you think in hundreds of years as opposed to, you know, four and eight year terms in office like most Americans do and like most civilized countries I would say do, you're not making rational decisions. In terms of the betterment of everybody in that, uh, in that region. We'll give you more updates. Uh, continue to break everything down. We'll take a few of your calls. 800-282-2882. Online identity theft, silent crime often goes without a known criminal. Cyber hackers will work behind the screen, spending hours breaking into company databases. Their goal 
to steal enough data so they can exploit their victims. If it happens to you, it wreaks havoc on your own identity, your credit rating, and more. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock. Their online systems work 24-7 to monitor transactions in the billions looking for fraudulent activity out there. When they spot what they think is a problem, they notify you immediately. If it turns out you have a problem and you're a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. It's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save 25% off your first year with promo code CLAY. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to lifelock.com and use that promo code CLAY for 25% off. Truth after truth, you can handle the truth. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Okay. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. We value the heroes from our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. So does an American company whose entire mission is built around serving this deserving group. GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these types of jobs, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's easy and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. 
That's T2T.org. We're about to head up to D.C. We'll be there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and we look forward to hanging out with a lot of our D.C. area listeners. Buck and I will be up in the city, not driving any Kias, so we hopefully won't get carjacked. I probably just jinxed this somehow or other. I don't know what happens if you get carjacked in an Uber, but uh, I guess it could happen. Um, I just went, so there are serious things going on. We might have a second speaker vote. Jim Jordan got 20 uh, votes short of Republicans against him. He needs only 15. Maybe we'll get Jim Jordan on as the next speaker when we're up there. Uh, there's a dispute right now out there over a hospital allegedly being hit in Gaza and who is responsible for it. That is going on. Earlier in the show, though, Buck, I mentioned that I was going to be teaching my 15-year-old how to drive. He's got his learner's permit. Tons of you have given me all sorts of advice on this. And I also, because we were going to D.C., pointed out that multiple times, I think it was three total, women in D.C. asked me to parallel park their cars while I was in college, just a college kid walking with a backpack on. I parallel parked. I was bragging about my parallel parking skills. My, I went downstairs to eat lunch, as I often do. My lovely wife, Laura, was there. She had the radio on, and she said, I don't think you're that good of a parallel parker. And then she brought up something that happened on Thursday that had to do with parking itself, which probably I need to confess. So, Buck, after we finished the show on Thursday, I drove back to our place in Florida. And in my defense, we have the smallest parking place that may have ever been designed in the history of parking places. My wife also drives a Cadillac Escalade to fit all the boys in. It's a big SUV. As I was pulling in to park, I lightly dinged the car parked to the right of us <gasps> in this, in this parking, uh, in this parking area. So I went upstairs. It's one of those situations. I think my wife, whatever the ding of the car next to us is going to cost, it's worth it to her to be able to point out that I had a parking mishap because she's small and she can never see over the hood of the car. And she is, to be fair, the worst parker who has ever existed in the history of America. Fighting just tossing it out there. Words. And I'm wow. talking about regular parking. Like, just can't pull in straight ahead to a actual existing parking place. So I, and for the first time ever, dinged a car. Now this, and, and again, in my defense, this is the smallest parking place that exists in the state of Florida. And I have got this massive car that I'm trying to park, and I'm trying to avoid a wall on the left, and I lightly ding the car on the right. So here is the, that this all happened. This is undisputed. Here is the question for you, Buck, for everyone out there in the audience. I then went upstairs, got a piece of note paper, wrote a note, saying, hey, I'm sorry, it's a very small ding, uh, but I hit the car here, and I wrote, you know, I'm going to be in this place until Sunday if you want to come knock on the door, whatever you need information. And then I gave a phone number in the event that um, that it was not, uh, that they didn't come by. And I signed it Clay Travis. So... It's I have it's it's northern Florida so the odds of whoever's car I hit having some idea of who I am is not a crazy idea right based on where we are the Clay he, doesn't want know, to say it but he's kind of a big kind deal. of a big deal so I put my name on it however I gave them my wife's cell phone number Ooh. because Ooh. because I don't want 
It, it could be that somebody hates me. I don't want my cell phone number getting out on like DNC.com and suddenly I get flooded by left-wing calls, spam, everything else. So sometimes when we're dealing with like, even if I'm in the errant facet, so I put her number down. My wife, the, the note was not touched the whole time we're there. So we left on Sunday, the note hadn't been touched, except by my wife who went to read the note that I left on the car that I had hit because she thought that I would put her name down as the person who had also hit the car. I did it. I said, I'm Clay Travis. I hit the, you know, nicked the vehicle pulling in, but I gave my wife's cell phone number. Fair or foul, in your opinion, as a newly married man, for me to get, we don't have a home phone, by the way, for people out there, legitimately do not have a home phone. Where we're staying doesn't have a phone either. We only have cell phones. Fair or foul to put down her phone number to be called? See, more important for me to stay on Laura's good side than yours, because I can always <laughs> beg forgiveness from you later. So I'm going to say foul. You should have put your own cell phone number there. All right. What about what about the rest of the crew? Was this was this a diva move by me? So to, to be fair, uh, I'll go. I'll I'll do the poll right now. Thumbs you, there, up, you're diva, in New York. Thumbs, thumbs down, up no or diva. Thumb- what are we going? We're going split. Oh my, they're split. We have one thumb up, one thumb down, and one to the side. So I can't even get the team. The team so in here doesn't even. want to make the call either. It's dead even. So to be fair, like anything that goes wrong in the house or goes right, I control nothing, right? So if we have like a plumbing issue or if we need something fixed, my wife would handle all of that because I'm incompetent. Can I have one of the producers, producer Mark, who was outside the room, just came in to do the tie-breaking foul. He's saying foul. He's saying I should put my own phone yeah, number down. Yeah, you're you're under the bus, Clay. Tell us what the view is like. I I I just I again I I'm t- teaching the 15 year old how to drive. In I, my defense, I, I like that you look. You left a note. You I didn't have to leave. An, this I is didn't minor. Have to, leave to be an, clear, this is a minor minor yeah. party foul that you know that. Uh, Would you have left number. a note? What oh, percentage yeah. of people do you think would leave a note? I, that I have no idea. It's but. a minor, it's a minor ding. It's not like I just wiped out the whole right side of the car. Like if you didn't know, you could think that it could have happened somewhere else. But I, again, I lightly grazed well, it just, on the Just turn. imagine, just imagine that like there's some, you know, some cars even have their own camera systems now or whatever. Imagine that you, Mr. Mr. Clay Travis, football SCC, I love America guy, can clearly is, is, afford, can clearly can afford, afford to pay to, to help, to help yeah. somebody out with their dinged vehicle. You do a, a, a ding and, a ding and run or a ding and drive. Ding and drive. I don't even know. So I, a dent and I drive, even, you know, you, you were, that's not a good look. That's not a good look here. We can't have that. It's even possible that the person who was hit is a listener. That wouldn't be staggering again based on where we're located in North Florida. Monster audience for uh, this show for Outkick, like it's like the SEC, it's like the 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 home base of the beach of the SEC, right? right? Like so, basically, if you're a college football fan, this is where you go. And so, uh, but I love that my wife thought that I might have blamed her for the accident and also given her cell phone number. Right. Okay. We haven't heard. We haven't heard anything. No, no contact has been made based on my errant driving. But I was bragging about how good of a parallel parker I was. I wanted to come clean about that first time that I've ever hit a car parking 
And again, I think my wife enjoyed this. The last time I got into any kind of accident, Buck, it had snowed and there was ice. And I said, oh, it's fine. I'm going to go to the gym. I had my eight-year-old with me. We hit a piece of ice, spot of ice. I don't even know what you call it. Slid directly into a tree. Uh, did some damage to the front of the car. I turned around. I drove right back. And you should have seen the gleeful fa- face that my way. We were all this, fine. This is like this. This show has turned into Clay's car confessions all of a sudden. You know. Well, it's, but th- you'll love this. How many speeding tickets have you gotten since oh. we're since we're going there? I have gotten speeding tickets. I think in nine states. What? You've gotten nine speeding tickets? Oh, at least. I, I, no, I haven't gotten one in a while. I, I, I've no, gotten like, one speeding ticket in my life and I was in college. Oh, I've gotten a ton. And let me also say this. When we were having our first kid, they wouldn't give me life insurance because I had gotten too many speeding tickets. Like I have gotten that thing in the mail where they're like, we're going to suspend your license if you don't, uh, cause I, I don't do the, I won't go to like the, the, tra- I've been to the trainings before. But I'm not going to spend a whole day to get the thing knocked off of my uh, knocked off of my insurance, right? What I just the, what I would is rather the most pay. you've ever been caught going over the limit. Have you ever gone twenty? No, no, no. I, I, I'm 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 trying to do the math. I mean, in in college, twenty over. Oh, more more than twenty over. <laughs> Clay, Clay's a madman. I had no oh, idea. I drive. This. This I drive. I drive really. Really, this Allie just said speeding tickets don't surprise me after getting a ride from Clay in Nashville. Speedy gun Travis. I, I do drive. I tend to drive. I don't, I'm impatient, but if there's nobody in front of me, why I'm, I'm not going to just suddenly drive off the road. So far, I've never driven off the road. Like I, I like to go fast, but, um, but I was going to say when I hit the tree in the, uh, in the ice, that was the ice issue, not a speed issue. My eight-year-old, I think he was like six, or my middle son, I think he was eight then. We got out, we looked at it, and his, you know what his immediate thing was? I was like, oh, mom's gonna kill us. And he was like, don't tell her. I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, this guy's ride or die. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I, can you, there's a dent in the front of the car. He's like, just don't tell her, dad. Just see if she I was notices. like, there's a piece, there's a piece of metal that has fallen off the vehicle no, that the, we the have to pick up. The ultimate gaslighting is you ding up the car, and then the person, who finds the ding, you're like, I mean, let's come clean here. We all know what happened, you know? We all know so, you did it. You just don't tell her. By the way, Mason, Mike Mason on the show, 16 tickets? Wait, our, one of our guys has gotten 16 tickets? That's what Allie just texted us. 16 speeding 16 tickets? 16 speeding tickets. I mean, I thought I had a lot. I can, I don't know, I, I'll tell the, I'll tell the story briefly now, because we've been hitting this a lot. I was with my dad once when he got two speeding tickets in the same day, I, <laughs> which was which was amazing. That is he a, was, well, he was not in a good mood after the def- second ticket. I can tell you, in his defense, I've been there before. I've thought, what are the odds that you would yep. get two in one you day? You think it's like you're jumping into the hole left by the artillery round? It's not going to hit there again. Oh no, the speed trap. We'll get you again. The last, and by the way, I, I think I have funded most of the schools in South Alabama trying to drive to the beach. You have never seen speed traps like South Alabama speed traps exist. I mean, Buck, the, the speed limit will go like 55 to 25 
in the space of like 200 yards. It's almost impossible not to be speeding on some of these places. Um, and so, uh, now you're making me feel like I drive like a little old lady. I got one speeding ticket in my life. I've had one fender bender. That's it. Well, now it makes sense why you're complaining about people in Miami driving too fast. Cause you're like, you're my, basically Miss Daisy. Pretty much. People in Miami, though, legitimately all think they're in Fast and Furious 12 or something. I mean, they, they've never, it's a car culture and everyone's got their cars as sort of, uh, you know, souped up as you can possibly up get as them. You possibly can, can be. And the, the for, for someone to blow past you, especially like right outside of Miami on, on, uh, 95, someone to blow past you at 120 miles an hour is like, not, I mean, it just, it happens regularly all the time. Like no one cares. I also never see anyone pulled over. And in other, oh, I mean, in New York, you get, I mean, you get outside of New York City and you start trying to like, you know, let it rip a little bit in your Maserati or your Beamer or whatever, you're getting, you're getting nailed. Yeah. Yeah. My wife sits next to me in the car constantly saying, you're going too fast. You're going too fast. That's what she does. Um, uh, when she's not being the worst Parker that's ever existed in the history of mankind. Um, by the way, uh, does this help or hurt me on future speeding tickets? All of this confession for all of the police officers out there that are listening. Well, they would know, like any state trooper in the country would know that Clay and Buck are very pro-law enforcement. That's so we true. do have That's that going for us. And they like to drive fast, too. And again, I don't think I'm putting anybody in danger, but I did nick that car, just a small nick, uh, on Thursday. So I wanted to be clear as I am uh, in the process of, of, of teaching my 15-year-old how to drive. I don't think he's going to be an aggressive driver, by the way, or even drive very fast. I think he's going to be much more like you, Buck. Uh, he's gonna kinda drive like a little girl. Uh, there's always one family member taking pictures of all the events. If that, if that's you, Buck is not pleased. If that's you and you've got boxes of loose pictures, you're in luck. Legacy Box offering a new service to digitize all of your pictures by hand for as little as seven cents a photo. You wanna get these digitized before the color fades or they tear. You'll also wanna have them on your computer so you're able to easily share and post them. Seven cent per picture price, a great deal too. You'll see other companies asking for three times that amount. Visit legacybox.com slash clay to get 200 photos scanned starting at just 1995. If you've got more than 200 photos, Legacy Box welcomes that challenge too. Every photo will be hand transferred whether it's one or a thousand. Go to legacybox.com slash clay for this great pricing. Legacybox.com slash clay. Learn, laugh, and join us on the weekend on our Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, 
Visit gcu.edu. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.